Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Victorious Liberty Podcast. Do you know that you were personally called to accomplish amazing things with eternal significance? You may look at yourself as normal, but you were handcrafted by God for purposes grander than you have ever imagined for yourself. Jesus himself promised in John 14, 12, that those who believe in him will do greater works than he did. Now that's amazing, but what does that look like for you? That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today in our Victorious Liberty podcast. Welcome, and let's dive in. So how do I know that God just doesn't want you to sit around considering yourself average, normal, and never do some of the things that you might regard as really extraordinary? Well, I'm going to begin today with three scriptures that really dig into this point. If you have your Bible, let's flip it open and let's go over to Psalm 139, and we're going to be reading from verses 13 all the way through verse 18. And here's what the Lord says to us in this scripture, "'For you formed my inward parts.'" You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Now, the picture I want you to see in this is the skillful, very painstaking hand of the Lord God forming you, fashioning you, purposefully and joyfully designing you as a vessel for His glory. There was nothing he did that was haphazard. There was nothing that he did that he really didn't take into consideration. He skillfully wrought every piece of you, and that includes your personality. That includes the things that you love, the things that you dislike, what really fires you up, what gets you motivated, what is it that you get out of bed in the morning thinking about and you still have it on your mind when you go to bed in the evening. These were all part of God's plan for you. And not only that, but those are the exact things that he can use as he uses you to represent him and to pour out his glory. Now, once again, if you have your Bible, let's go now to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And this is what that says. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, you have to hear that, and you have to see yourself as God's handiwork. Some translations even say that you're God's masterpiece, You're his crowning achievement. It's not an accident that in Genesis, when God had created humankind, that he looked at it and he finally said, not only this is good, but this is very good. And on top of that, God has actually prepared good works for us to walk in. Now, this isn't just your ordinary, like, mop the floor, take out the trash kind of good works, although those things can be very helpful because they come from a servant heart. But what we're talking about here is God's amazing imagination at work. The the being who created the entire universe, thinking up things for you to do, that he gets to do them with you and enjoy them together. 
God is a really, really good dad. And as a really good dad, what he's doing is he's creating wonderful experiences that we get to enjoy with him. What father doesn't enjoy doing great things with his kids? So these are the kind of things we're imagining together, that God would come up with this just so we could walk in them together with him. And then finally, the last scripture was the one I mentioned in the intro, John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Now keep in mind, when you hear that, that Kevin McSpadden did not say that. Jesus said this. And so my question is, how can we read these scriptures that we're reading and talking about here tonight and consider ourselves ordinary, average, and think, oh, there's nothing really much special about me? But yet so many Christians, so many saints of God have that exact mindset. So what I'd like to share with you tonight are some passages from a book I wrote called Average Christians Don't Exist. And the reason I wrote this book is because I want you to know I am really, in many ways, just an ordinary guy, and yet I can look and plainly see God's handiwork in my own life. Throughout this book, I've tried to make myself vulnerable. I wanted to be very honest about my successes, about my struggles, victories, breakthroughs, areas of repentance. And at the same time, to share with you this revelation that God can and will use any person no matter how ordinary, no matter how average you tend to think you are, God is willing and able to put His glory on display in your life. And then ultimately, I want what I share in this book and through this podcast to encourage every believer who reads it or who hears it. So that's what we're going to be doing for the rest of tonight is let's look at some of average Christians don't exist and let's encourage ourselves together. And so what I'm about to share with you tonight comes from my first book. As I've already told you, it's called Average Christians Don't Exist, and I subtitled it Encouragement for Believers. The heart of this book is for you to get to hear exploits, adventures, revelations that are not coming from somebody who stands behind a pulpit every Sunday. Now, I love pastors. I'm not opposed to those pastors, those people who have ministries, whether they be at the city level, the international level, wherever they are, that's all good and well. But I felt like the body of Christ could stand to hear some of the same truths as they were expressed through somebody that most people would look at and call fairly ordinary. And so God gave me that title as a way to encourage the body of Christ as well. In his eyes, there is no such thing as average. And if you think about it, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you if Christ is your Lord and Master. Jesus himself is at work through you. How can you possibly call yourself average? So even that should begin to shift your mindset. But what I want to do tonight is I want to share a piece of the book with you and hope that you will take what I'm sharing and apply it to your own life because, hey, if God can do this kind of thing in Kevin McSpadden's life, then I know and I'm convinced that he'll do the exact same thing for you. So when you read the book, you'll notice it's broken into four parts, and I did that deliberately because each part kind of has its own theme. Part one I've titled Treasure in an Earthen Vessel. What I'm trying to share in part one is how God can really reveal himself through things that most people might be tempted to call pretty ordinary. And so what I'm going to share with you now comes from chapter four, which is titled Swing Away. It comes from my experience in Little League Baseball, which for me was a much needed escape from the challenges of middle school and how complicated life had become for me, except 
During this particular experience, God revealed something to me that every believer needs to know. So, here is a small piece of chapter 4, Swing Away. When I reflect on the self-esteem I took from baseball, I can see how all of my peers were exactly like me in one respect. All of them needed a chance to do something special. Competition, rejection, and envy work together to convince people they have nothing special to offer the world or the Lord. If you're not the best, you don't matter. If people don't like you, you can't live out your dreams. And if someone else can do it better than you, why should you even bother? Yet, the kingdom of heaven offers every believer exactly what baseball offered me, a place to shine. God does not reject anyone because someone else can perform better. God doesn't require that we be the best of everyone. He only asks that we be the best we can be. And God sets us up to win. Not only has he specially created works for us in advance, he has also given us the Holy Spirit to empower us to carry out these works. That's like batting in the ninth inning with the winning run on base and the pitcher lofting a lollipop for you to crank into the outfield bleachers. It's a game the father loves to play because his kids always win. He has set up circumstances, meetings, and opportunities for saints to win the game. He has specifically crafted each individual with the exact combination of personality and ability to succeed, and he loves it when we come through for him. Just like my chances to shine as a preteen came on the baseball diamond, every believer has a chance to shine with Jesus. Best of all, there are no strikeouts with him. He gives us unlimited swings and at-bats, and he doesn't relent until we hit the home run. The trick is to keep swinging. When things don't look the way we think they should, it becomes easy to leave the bat on our shoulders. Sometimes the pitches look unhittable or the game feels unwinnable, but there's no excuse not to swing. Remember that God prepared the works in advance and he created each of us specifically to finish those works. The only way we fail is not to act. The only strikeouts happened when we don't swing. All of us have a champion living inside our hearts, waiting for the right opportunity to leap out and bring heaven to its feet with applause. Flaws, limitations, and even the cruel expectations of failure from our peers cannot hold that champion down when the time comes. Under the right conditions, even a cloud of dust can become a star. Sometimes, a home run is just a confident swing away. So as I said, that comes from chapter 4 of Average Christians Don't Exist. And what I hope you take from that excerpt is that God truly wants us to win in the midst of, and sometimes in spite of, really tough circumstances. What I hope you hear through that testimony is that God is really willing to reveal himself in and through any area of your life. There is literally nothing that is too small for him to use and speak to you through it. Will you please pray with me? If it's in your heart to do then I want you to pray this prayer. God, open my eyes to see how you are at work in me and through me. Your word says, you have meticulously formed me and you have designed me to accomplish great works with you. Not only that, but I believe you want me to know you more and more, better and better. Father, show me where I've been missing you and help me to see the wonder you intended in my life. Holy Spirit, lead me into deeper understanding of the Father's heart for me. Speak to me in ways that I will find meaningful and rewarding. You know me through and through, and I'm giving you my invitation to move in a special way in my life.
Grant me grace to recognize you at work and repentance where I need it. Thank you in advance for revealing yourself to me in a deep and tangible way. In Jesus' name, amen. So I 100% guarantee you, if you prayed that prayer, God is going to answer that prayer. I encourage you in the upcoming days, keep a record of what you sense God saying. Don't discount anything because you know what? There's not going to always be a flaming bush or a mighty angel when God speaks to you. But every encounter with God matters. Every time you're aware of God's voice is significant. Learn to treasure those times and you will be much less likely to find yourself feeling weary or discouraged. It's you and God digging a well that you and he can draw from. It's life to you and for everyone who knows you. When you let God speak to you this way, then you'll find yourself saying to people, hey, let me share with you what God has been showing me. Now, when you're doing this, you're building your ongoing testimony of God's goodness in your life, and the world sorely needs to hear what you have to say. That's it for this time with the Victorious Liberty Podcast. I'll see you next time. Signing off, this has been Kevin McSpadden. God bless you, God keep you, and God cause his face to shine upon you.